We've been studying on uh, the story of our great redemption, and today we're going to look at our Savior on the cross. At the cross, Jesus suffered the same kind of separation from the Father that Adam and Eve suffered in Eden. Now, that was necessary so Jesus could buy us back. The Father abandoned His own Son at the cross when He was made to be sin with our sin. Now, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, 21 says, He who knew no sin, for us he became sin, or was made to be sin, as the old King James says, with our sin. And that's why Jesus on the cross, he cried, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You remember that? From Matthew 27 and verse 46? Well, we're going to see that Jesus was actually quoting Psalms 22. And we'll get there in one of our next studies. But Jesus was the bearer of sin, sickness, disease, all realms of death, and the entire curse. Now we've seen this from Isaiah 53 and also from Galatians 3.13 that says Jesus became the curse for us on the cross. Well, because Jesus suffered separation from the Father and death in all realms, Satan thought he finally had beaten him. But it was a trap. It was a divine setup. <laughs> it was a strategic war plan. It was a mystery. God had planned for ages to take out the devil for good. Had the devil known that by killing Jesus he was going to be severely defeated, he would never have have crucified Jesus. But after putting the son to his death, the devil makes a mistake that cost him all he had obtained from the fall of mankind. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 7 and 8, it tells us that it was a mystery hidden in God. And had the princes of this world known what God had in mind, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. When Jesus cried out at the cross, Into your hands I commend my spirit, uh, as it says in Luke 23, 46. And he also said, It is finished in John 19, 30. Hell thought <laughs> it had won. Both statements from the lips of Jesus, both when he said, Into your hands I commend my spirit, and when he said, It is finished. Jesus was speaking of things that are not as though they were. He was speaking like God. Romans 4.17 talks about that God speaks of things that are not as though they were. Jesus was speaking like God speaks. He was doing what he repeatedly did through his ministry. Just like he spoke to the woman that was bowed over for 18 years. And Jesus said to her, woman, you are loosed. Notice he didn't say, woman, you will be loosed. He said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Now, Jesus said that before the visible manifestation was ever seen. So he was, in the same way, he was speaking by faith from the cross of things that are not as though they were. Now, you can see Jesus do this over and over again. Speaking of things that are not as though they were. Like I told you, the woman that was bowed over for 18 years. And Jesus said, you are loosed before she was ever loosed. 
Jesus said many things like that in Scripture. You can see it in the story of, of uh, in Mark 5.39 of the young girl that was raised from the dead, the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue's house. And you remember Jesus said, she's not dead, she sleeps. And everybody laughed him to scorn because they knew she had been dead. But Jesus was speaking of things that are not as though they were. Glory to God. And there's many other scriptures. He was trusting God. Jesus was trusting God for his deliverance and his resurrection, even as he died and was getting ready to vacate his body. Jesus actually spoke by faith about his death and resurrection in numerous places. He consistently referred to being put to death and rising from the dead. He was prophesying his victory over hell and death before you could see it. One such place was when he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. In John chapter 11, he called himself the resurrection and the life by faith before he was ever put to death or resurrected. In John chapter 11, verse 25, he even told Martha, your brother will rise again. Now, I know for years we thought that that uh, actually, that's John eleven twenty three. 23. Uh, we thought for years that that was talking about Lazarus rise, rising from the dead. But could Jesus have been referring to himself as your brother when he made that statement to Martha? Could he have uh, been speaking in a double reference? We just assumed he was always speaking of Lazarus. But Jesus often answered a question with a statement that no one expected as an answer. Well, this may be one of those uh, same kind of statements, because notice how Jesus hooks this statement, your brother shall rise again in verse 23 to verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Glory to God. Well, that's food for thought. Amen.